I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is Man Baggage. I am Russell Kane. My Man Baggage is once again bulging with insecurity and I need to milk it until the insights leak out into the ears of all you lovely listeners. Every week I'm shocked with how much people get from a discussion in areas people might find relatively comical, where a panel is laughing all the way through and the reason for that is, as I keep saying, men tend to be absolutely awful at having a cardigan on serious biscuit dipping discussion let's talk about our feelings but that's what all these campaigns and media keep telling us to do just talk guys just confine some yes cannot back that up enough but for those of you that are like i can't i will cringe to death before i can share my problems humor is the way in it's the magic key lads use it all the time they use humor and football a goal's banged in my wife's left me goal's banged in what was that about your wife <laughs> in between the two goals going in on the big screen in the weather spoons darren has just shared that his wife has left him keep your ears open lads he'll be sandwiched in between pointing at some boobs across the bar some goat porn you forwarded have a look at it now while i watch your reaction in between that darren will tell you i'm lonely but you've got to listen you've got to listen And that's the space we sit in. We back up I Am Whole and all these other wonderful campaigns. They're sister campaigns, of course. But for those of you that need the magic blanket of banter, here we are, man baggage. And what a man I have to interrogate today. And I use man in the same sense I use it when I describe myself, which isn't very strongly. I'm joined... (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined definitely somewhere on a continuum, just like I am, by Brennan Reese fantastic comedian up till very recently just like me unemployed and smashing his face into a wall you know like one of those budgies you see that's plucked all its feathers out and just talks to itself in the mirror that's what most stand-ups were forced to do go on to in front of a mirror and go who's that handsome fella in the front row it's me again (laughs) that was me for 18 months licking millet and salt plucking out my feathers brennan how are you I'm good. Do you know what? I know that I'm very much in the same realm as you but do you know when you hear someone say outside like out loud and you go Oh, God, I I just want to be an alpha, (laughs) and I'm definitely not. You don't. Trust me, the revolution is coming. If Matt Hancock gets laid, everyone gets laid. That's the rules. (laughs) Now, uh, it would be so tempting to do uh, a show like this with just male guests and men sharing and men subscribing and men listening. But what happens is, because we're men, with which basically, just to remind ladies of the biology of men, it's basically a hard stick with a pump on the end. That's it. That's the end of the biology of men. It's really handy 
to have a strong female auditor who can go, yes, you're sort of right there. Hang on, I'll stop you there. Oh, my God, I didn't believe that. A kind of house of lords or ladies just to check the white paper of insights that we're presenting to your ears. And today, I can't quite believe I've managed to nail it down for this incredibly busy person. I don't even know how to define you, Frankie Bridge. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely, obviously brilliant at singing and dancing. We know that historically. Definitely a writer, a campaigner, doing amazing stuff in the mental health space, then cropping up on TV, ITV, Channel 4, BBC One. Can you please give yourself a label just so we can describe you today? Uh, Russell, I don't know what my label is. You know when you fill out a form and it says, like, <laughs> what, what is even the word? Like, what is Ocu- the word? Why can't I speak? You can't even pronounce occupation. Even That's occupation. how amorphous. That's I Literally, I hate it. I never know what to write. It depends how I'm feeling that day. Sometimes I'm an author. Sometimes I'm a singer. Entertainer always sounds a bit dodgy, so I try to avoid that one. I know, that's 1970. <laughs> that's gone now, isn't it? That sounds like yeah. you're, you're touching men's bums as they go past yeah, you. Yeah, I never know what to say. So, yeah. All of the above. And media personality just sounds like you, you don't do anything. And it's yeah. so not true. You're Obviously, we've spoken a couple of times on panels and you, you really are deep in this area. So that's why you're a brilliant guest for today. Incidentally, comedians, I always put writer on my life insurance form. Do you know why, Brennan? Right. Because we're in the same group as soldier, stuntman and fireman for risk of mental health difficulties and death. No so way. why not be a stand-up comedian? <laughs> it's like, you literally, if you go to the end of the life insurance chart for risk, there's just like a skull and crossbones and jest underneath it please laugh at me (laughs) laugh at me till I die anyway so today we're talking about sensitivity funnily enough just to define it because this is a weirdly broad term I'm going to define it today as the strength of the capacity to detect and discriminate stimuli it is how strong the perception of a stimulus is in an individual and we can take that mentally emotionally physically a person who has higher sensitivity will perceive a stimulus more strongly at a lower level than someone who is less sensitive to the stimulus. In other words, I went for a facial today, for example. It's called a Morpheus, completely natural treatment. It's little needles. Some people don't complete it. They run out. Like Lindsay, my wife went for it, and she cried for an hour afterwards, whereas I just sort of tense up and can take it. That's not because I had a different treatment. I'm literally, whatever's wired in my brain is different to pain threshold. And I think we're like it with everything. But given this is man baggage, you know where I'm going to start, Frankie. I'm going to ask you one of the hardest questions of all. Are women more sensitive than men? <laughs> In your experience? Mm, I don't believe that we are. I just think that we all express things differently. So I would actually say that I find men quite sensitive, but just about mm. different things. We forget sensitivity can be like Gary punching a wall because he can't find his keys. Arguably, you're more sensitive to losing your keys than your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite true. Because it is a form of sensitivity. If I can't, where's my fucking keys? And I can't control my physical reaction. Some part of me is highly sensitive. It's reacting to the stimulus of of not being able to control my environment. It's a real Mm. problem. I would say 80% of men have. I'm not talking violence against people or anything dark like that, but a kind of inability to manage that toddler temper. They just don't grow out of it, a lot of, particularly lads. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say that one is more sensitive than others. I think we've just been brought up to believe that they are. But I Mm -hmm. just think we would more easily turn around and say to you, oh, that really upset me or cry. Whereas you may not talk about it until you've had a few drinks and then it might come out type thing. Would you agree with that, Brennan? Do you think men are just as sensitive, but we express it differently? Yeah, totally. I think that we like do it on our own more. Whereas like, I think women will get it out in front of people in the shop, in front of family. Quite embarrassing, really. But I think men just sort of get in and then like like screaming or, as you said, hitting walls, slamming doors, crying into a pillow. 
<laughs> what about coming back from that sort of reaction? This is one thing I've noticed. I know some of this comes across sexist uh, Twitter before you start trolling me. We have to trade in a few stereotypes here. We would never get any work done in psychology. So just deal with it. Switch off if you can't handle it. But, you know, coming back from the sensitivity, and I'll give this example, but I swear it's more than just anecdotal. You are more likely to see on the dance floor at 11.30pm Girls with streaked mascara who were upset earlier but have fixed their moods and gone, do you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the rest of my night. Whereas a bloke who did throw a wobbly earlier because he had an altercation with another guy will still be in pig fight mode a few <laughs> hours later at 11.30. Would you agree, Renan, that once the sensitivity switch is flicked in a man, it stays switched until a full night's sleep or a rest resets it? I, I think it can take even longer than a day. And that's why I think like men go out, like their team are lost at the football and then they go out at night to really fucking get that done. Not me. Uh, I don't really care no. about all that stuff. No, but I've you, seen whichever the- netball team wins, you're happy, aren't you? <laughs> it's just about the sport. I just really like sports. But <laughs> I, I, I think that women deal with it head on and then men, they, they gather it like loyalty points and then after five big emotion things, they just let the sixth one out free and they really fucking go for it. But like too much, I'd say. But then I feel like there's on the flip side to that in the... Like, I've always thought kind of the opposite, that we will, like, fester something, think about it for a really long time, Hmm. and then, like, men will sometimes almost have a fight, and then it's done, Uh, whatever's been said has been said, and then... I call it the Mediterranean versus the English reaction. Right. (laughs) Mediterranean is explosive, sudden, the emotions are out as English is, sit on it, sit on it, sit on it, make a cup of tea, bring it out five years later. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like you kind of let things build and you definitely do. I would say I feel like men let things build up. And then, like I said, bring it out when they've had a drink or like have a fight and fight it out. And then it's over and done mm. with. But then again, like you say, women would go out and cry in front of their friends or argue in front of people. So then that is a sudden ex- like expression of their feelings. But then also, we would then not necessarily move on from it. Whereas... I don't know, like, I feel like if you speak to most parents that have got girls, they're like, oh, they're really emotional and, you know, they can think about something for a really long time, but then they're like, oh, but my boy, he'll have a fight, they'll have a punch-up and then they're over it. So I don't know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm pretty sure, Brennan, if we asked any woman who is in a relationship with a man, they would answer yes to this. So let's get this one out of the way. Is sensitivity a good thing for men to have? Yes, pointless discussion. We all think men should be sensitive. That's what they say. (laughs) And yet time and time again, if you spent a year on a retreat working on your sensitivity and integrating your personality to become a more gentle feminist person who understood women, it's still Terry the Coke dealer who's getting banged on the first night of holiday. (laughs) What the fuck's going on? What's going on, Frankie? Yeah, we just want men to be kinder and more sensitive. Yeah, well, I'm Terry. I've got tats that spell out wanker on my back. I've got no feelings. Oh, fuck me, fuck me at the Ibero Star 4 Star Hotel <laughs> overlooking the bike. I mean, is it just younger women? Is it that women need that sexual thrill of a pretend caveman at first, but a sensitive guy afterwards? Can you fucking clear it up for us? Because a lot of men listening to this just want to understand women better, and improve themselves and get laid and fall in love and, and get married. So what happens is you're at uni like I was and you're the sensitive, kind guy. You just spend three years masturbating. Yeah, so you're always on the friend zone, aren't you? Um, you know what? I can only speak for myself and from judging for like my mates and stuff. I think it comes with age. I think you you go out with all the assholes because they're quite attractive <laughs> and, and they're very Why? aloof. You hold know, on, you've got to work on. for it. Why? Oh, Because they're aloof and you've got to work for it. I think so. It's like that challenge of like, oh, but he, you know, everyone's like, don't go with that one. He cheats on his girlfriend. So you're like, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one that he falls in love with. What are we supposed to do with that fucking information? Nothing. You've just got to accept it until you're in your late 20s, (laughs) early 30s. Are are you saying that men, basically, the ones who enjoyed their GCSEs like me, we have to stay virgins till we're 25? (laughs) Is that what you're telling us? Because no, I mean, the serious flip side of this, Brennan, is finally, which is, it's so weird that I'm working on a, a screenplay series at the moment. I mean, we laugh because that's all I can do. But there's a real serious flip side to this, Brennan. There is an undercurrent bubbling up of something called incels. And these incel guys used to just mean involuntarily celibate. Oh, I can't get laid. It was a sort of a funny thing. But it's actually turned into this like weird, misogynist, almost terrorist subculture where these guys plan horrific things they're going to do because women don't like them. And some of it's festering out of... You know, what do women actually want? We, we've got this big conversation about we should be sensitive and vulnerable and it's not about looks and height. And then boom, love I needs to be six foot four and his electronic tag needs to be polished every day. It's like, what <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give those guys a tip because I've been like quite a sensitive boy for all my life. And then I remember being at uni and I, I used to feel quite scared of having sex because I've not done it. And I was like, okay. And then I remember once being in a real life bedroom with a real life woman and she goes, hey, let's uh, let's have sex. And I said, oh no, I think we should wait. And oh boy, does that make them not want to wait? It, they, they latch onto that sensitivity and they're like, I want to take that now. And you keep saying no. That's a great dating tip. If you keep saying no, they'll, they'll fuck off. But yeah. no. there's, How there's many no's, Brennan? Brennan, we need specifics. I'm, there'll be a PDF worksheet after this. What are we talking? Two or three no's? Did you just spread your nose over two or three days? Or was it just a no in the moment sort of thing? Or did you go no and then the next date was even more fiery? Or did you leave a gap? Or was it just no, you know... For a pretense for a couple of minutes. I didn't figure it out. It was sort of like playing deal or no deal. Where Do you know when you go in, <laughs> I'm going to go in with one Pia. <laughs> what's, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was weird that Noel Edmonds was there every time. But... <laughs> 
I'm just going to call the bank up. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, it's spread around uni like wildfire, where it's like, this boy does not want to have sex, so we'll all try and take it. I mean, it sounds Mate. wrong when you say it out loud like that. But no, it doesn't. It was fantastic. Although I just never really took advantage of it until, like, because I was like, oh, God, I feel this power. And I'd, I'd really abuse it in a, in a very consensual, nice way. But you'd go, yes, of course. You've got to say that. And basically, women would latch themselves onto, I guess it's kind of like that thing that you were saying about, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to find, mm. it's like, yeah. I am going to ruin him and break him in two and then hand him back to his mum and he can cry himself. Yeah, but I also think, Brennan, that's because the girls will then feel like you're not after them for one thing. You're not then like, if she's like, come on then, come on then, and you're like, no, actually, I think we should wait. Then she's like, oh, no one ever says that. Oh, he must be a really nice boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I wasn't. I was no, just you like... were using it to your advantage, you little shit. <laughs> you just go, Could I interest you in a hand shandy instead? <laughs> a starter, perhaps? Uh, and it... Anyway, I'm we had to clear that up because it's one of the things I get most often by my DMs is exasperated, sensitive young men going, I do all the things that the news and the girls and the consent and the sex education classes tell us to do. And it produces the opposite result. Mm. So I think we need to get to a place where we realise there's sort of a frisson or a sexual turn on for younger women in this idea of the caveman, which they do grow out of. They also... In my opinion, because I was, uh, you know, I was 19 and I went out with 19 year old girls is that fades pretty quick after about three months into a relationship. Once you fall in love with this, uh, you know, Terry who's driving his van, if he continues to be an insensitive bastard who fancies all your mates, I'm guessing the novelty wears off quite quickly then, Frankie. It's not like, oh, I'm still really excited now. He's mugging me off and banging his way around my mates <laughs> behind my back. It doesn't continue, yeah. does it? No, it doesn't continue. And those ones won't last. I think, I suppose that's the only thing that I'm a mum of two boys that would be my thing is I'm like, oh, well, it won't last, you know, she'll get fed up of that or whatever. But it, it must be so frustrating. And it's, and it's frustrating for women as well, because as you get older you then realize I don't want assholes I want nice guys and you think god why didn't I just realize this sooner mm. but I suppose it's just a rite of passage and some women don't get out of that and they continue with the assholes and some women do and I suppose they turn around to their friend that they've been friend with for years and he's mm -hmm. been waiting in the you know sidelines and then go that's in the wine cellar waiting to be uncorked there yeah and then go oh <laughs> actually I love you. You're so nice. Wicked. And that, that is why I had such mixed feelings about the Matt Hancock story, because there's nothing more satisfying than seeing a minted nerd getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hope for every Mr. Muscle out there with his glasses and duster. Oh, the pictures are just awful. It's the hands on the bum. That was it the is. worst. It's the, the hands. It's the hands. Because he can't believe he's touching a real-life woman's bum. <laughs> Even now, I'm married. I've been married seven years, and I still can't believe I'm in a relationship with a woman. Yeah, I'm so damaged from my early attempts at mating. I've never got over the novelty. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about sensitivity when it comes to other issues. Now, this is a relatively recent issue in that I'm looking at the trends of male eating disorders, male steroid usage, male body dysmorphia, depression around weight. I'm not suggesting men haven't always been self-conscious about that, but we've only got statistics going and men are being diagnosed and treated for these things. Male liposuction treatments are off the... Men having these fake six-pack treatments done. I'm not against them, gentlemen, but in my opinion, they don't look that real. You probably would get more from smashing the gym and the mental health benefit of that, but it's up to you. 
I just wondered, it's weird because I don't hear men talking about it ever. The conversation hasn't changed amongst the lads in my group. The only difference was when we went to Ibiza, where I've just come back from, is people are a bit slower to take their T-shirts off, a bit more self-conscious. That's definite change. But no one sat around going, oh, if I, if I could just get like a little bit of surgery here. But men are doing it. And men are having these issues. So how sensitive are men when it comes to their bodies and their looks do you think frankie on the quiet we know women live in a living poisonous hell and have done since time began of misogyny i'm not taking anything away from what women go through i'm just wondering if there's a hidden problem with men oh a hundred percent i think so i had a best friend a guy and he had an eating disorder when we were younger and i know that he still now like views himself as fat and it's like tortured him for you know the whole of his life and obviously it has got worse with everyone being online and being able to compare each other. But I also feel bad for guys in that, so they do this to try and make themselves feel better. And like you said, like a lot of the time it doesn't look any better. And they're trying to do this to feel better about themselves and possibly be more attractive to men and women. But also if a man is then seen to be taking too much care of themselves, Mm -hmm. then people don't like that either. Oh, he takes more time to get ready than me or he cares about what Mm -hmm. he looks like too much. And then that can be a turnoff. So it's like... I feel for you guys, it's like a lose-lose situation. I feel like men are halfway on a journey we have to go on. And there's a lot of talk, Mm. isn't there, Brennan, about toxic masculinity and we need to look at women and we need to do this. All of these things are true, but the thing that always gets forgotten in the conversation is if you do not fix men... As we, t- I know you might not want to and think, oh, how is it about men? Men have had all the power for 400 years. But if you don't take some power from the conversation and move it over to men and fix men, feminism with a small F is never going to complete its journey while you've got a lot of insecure Neanderthals holding it back. So, Brennan, do you think this is more of an issue than people realise with men? I, I mean, I know we talked once about height on this programme. It was a 90-minute episode. Mm. And that's something a man cannot, at time of recording, change. You cannot make yourself taller. And I've never, I didn't realise how fucked up men are who are under six feet. Like me, I'm under six foot. I'm 5'10". I'd still love to be six foot though. What do you think, Brennan? <laughs> yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. Where I never realised, like I've always been quite skinny, happy, youthful. And then the lockdown happened and I basically just ate Jaffa cakes for like 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that time before. <laughs> and now I've got like, little tits and you go oh my god like you don't realize how that when you go into real life how that affects you and people will make jokes of it quite openly where I don't think that people would do that to women where they'd go oh you look a little you look a little chubby and people will will go oh you're a little fatty look at your little new chin and and you laugh it off because you do because you're insecure and you're a comedian and you make jokes and you go oh yeah look at my little tits but you get home and then you stare at your little tits and you think god I don't like these little tits and this I think the only thing you can do with it because I I thought about it I was like right what do I do do I go and get one of those injections in your chin which gets rid of your thing or do you go and do this or do that and I found that the best thing is go into the gym. But then you go to yeah, the gym. Less Jaffa cakes, it turns out. Was the <laughs> oh, no, I take them to the gym. <laughs> but when I get there, I feel massively insecure. I never go in the weights area because there's all these guys who were fully finished. And they've mm. probably all got their insecurities. So I just spend 40 minutes on a bloody crush trainer, sweating. But, I, like, you feel better but also you can see what the the achievement is. And when I see these guys who have got muscles coming out the foreheads, I think, 
I'm never going to get, I don't I mean, I don't want to be that, but I'm never going to get to the point that, that I want to be. Uh, look, I'm not going to lie and try and encourage Frankie to lie to all the men listening and pretend women aren't attracted to looks at all and it's perfectly fine, guys. You do, there's nothing wrong with making the best of yourself, right? Whatever you've been handed by nature, no one's going to think there's anything wrong with combing your hair a bit. Boris Johnson or, or even going <laughs> even going I mean, down the gym. Would. Even going down the gym, not, not in an ill way or in an obsessive way, but just there's so many mental health benefits just from punching a punch bag or lifting mm. weights or running or whatever it is you do. Obviously, refueling with Jaffa cakes afterwards. <laughs> but uh, it is important to realise that looks only get you so far as a, as a man. And that is the difference between men and women. <laughs> looks will maybe get that initial drink purchased. But if you are a, a bellend, I don't mm-hmm. even think a Jamie Dornan could get past true bellend behaviour with any woman. I'm talking idiot. I'm not talking attractively aloof. I'm talking a dick, an unkind person. and And also... That all being true, I really do ask your female friends about these bulging muscles. There's nothing wrong with being toned. I am definitely the most muscular, whatever that's been in my whole life. I'm still not even 12 stone. I'm still like a pepper army with hair on. I'm more <laughs> like, I'm going for that Beckham toned figure, uh-huh. which most, most women, if that's their husband, they're not going to complain. But I think it's very rare. There's not many women out there looking for 18 stone, 3% body fat, steroid injecting. Oh, he can lift me up like I'm a Barbie. I'm sure there are some girls that like that. It's quite rare though, isn't it, Frankie? The men don't need to be injecting steroids, do we? I really don't think they do. I mean, it's not personally a look of mine that I'm into and I I don't know anyone who that is their thing. Exactly. But again, I think it comes down to then... That's an obsession, isn't it? That's like, and I I have known people that have been out with people like that, where it's kind of, they'd rather be in the gym than be with you. Or you go out for dinner with them and they're only making sure that they're eating a certain amount of protein and you're like, oh, I just want a burger. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing worse (laughs) than like your husband or your boyfriend being like, oh, I'm just going to get a salad. You know, like, oh, all right, okay, fine. And bleeping their macros into like their fitness Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's quite (laughs) annoying, but then I get some people like it. Do you fancy a nightcap? Let me just scan it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's Scanning just, the nightcap. It's not the most attractive thing, is it? No. Um, so no, I think no. that I think that's like a big turnoff of it, I reckon. But then equally, it's nice to go out with a guy, and like you say, when they're like good looking, it only gets them so far. Hundred percent, they don't have to be cool or they don't have to be whatever. But I think interests, like definitely for me, people that just have interest in in things, I find really fascinating and that's what I find mm-hmm. attractive it could be something I'm not interested in at all but if someone's passionate about something then I don't know you're in aren't you you've got something to talk about if they've got nothing like that then they've got nothing about them have I mentioned that I'm quite into uh, Jaffa Cakes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. exactly that's a strong interest and <laughs> strong. I'm here for you <laughs> and also, also a, a lovely dessert when Brennan's taking you out for the Chinese takeaway <laughs> exactly but at least then like you're not going to go out and feel like you can't eat anything do you know what I mean so we're going to take a break there and we'll be back with more discussions about sensitivity Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 